everyone, my name is Philippe and this is the podcast Life with AI, the podcast that we talk about artificial intelligence in a simpler way. And for today's episode, I'm going to talk about a subject that maybe is one of the reasons, not maybe, it is one of the reasons that I created the podcast. I will talk about how artificial intelligence is impacting our lives today. So when you wake up, when you go out, when you go to sleep, when you do everything, artificial intelligence is present some way, somehow. And today I'm going to talk about many things that artificial intelligence is changing our lives and maybe we don't know or we know but we don't know that it's artificial intelligence or we just don't don't see it happening and okay. So now you're going to see all those applications that are impacting our lives directly and indirectly and I'm sure that this episode will be really nice. So uh, let's start by saying about the direct impacts of artificial intelligence in our life and mainly uh, for me the, f the biggest one are recommendation systems but I'm gonna talk about many other topics so I will start with recommendation systems that for me is the one that impacts us the most directly every time every day. Well, recommendation systems, they can be advertising or content. When you think about advertising before, most of it was done on the TV. People watch TV, young people, their fathers, their grandfathers, and well, old people. So everyone watched TV and the advertising that was passing in the TV was for everybody. Even that like kids don't like it or old people don't like it. Everybody is watching it. Today, this is personalized. So using mainly social media, you can segment your advertising to the people that want to see this. So to people that are likely to buy your product or to people that are likely to be interested in to what you're saying. So this is much more personalized and it's the same for content. Before, everybody saw the same content mainly on TV or on the newspaper. Now, with Netflix or Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all these applications, the content that you see is personalized for you. So they understand patterns, the things that you like, the things that you want to watch, and they will give this content for you to see. So mainly, how does it work like for content? You're gonna watch a video of a cat doing something and you watch this video till the end, you liked it and you commented it. So there is a huge chance that you like cat videos. So the platform you give you more cat videos because you spend more time in the platform interacting with and maybe seeing an advertising after it. So giving also money for the platform, but mainly giving more of your data to the platform so the platform can know you better and give you better advertising that is more fitted to you. So this is mainly how, uh, how it works, like how recommendation systems works. And as examples of things that use these recommendation systems for advertising and also for content are the social media. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. But we can also think about other systems that only use recommendation systems for uh, give you something like content. You can think about Netflix and Spotify. On Netflix, uh, basically the catalog that you have there is personalized, specialized for you. They understand what you want to see and they will give you it. 
And for Netflix, there is a very interesting, interesting case because the recommendation system is not only for users, but also for the content that they will create, the content that they will produce. And a very cool example is Stranger Things because Stranger Things, they knew it would work before it did because an algorithm said that, uh, well, kids doing this kind of stuff, people will like it. And, well, they were right, at least I love it. Okay? Stranger Things is really good. And it's a content, it was not made by AI, but it was recommended by, by AI. And they also use AI to, rec to see which actors will work to each, uh, to each movie or series and actors that fit working together, all using AI. So Netflix is one of the most AI-centric companies that everybody wanna work, every data scientist wanna work because they are really good in what they do. And there is also Spotify. Uh, Spotify is, is really interesting because they have the personalized playlist that you receive uh, each week. And at least for me, it normally works really well. Uh, sometimes I discover really good music that I do like and I put in my playlist after seeing in the discovery playlist that you have each week by recommending songs to you. So these are examples of recommendation systems. And to say in a really high level how it works, basically the platform will understand the patterns, the things that you like, and will segment you into groups. And given these groups, they will give uh, advertising for these groups. So like you're gonna be in the cluster, the group of people from 15 to 25 years that like sports. And then if someone wanna do an advertise, have a product for this uh, specific uh, category, they will recommend this product for you. And also the content that I already explained. So recommendation systems for me is the thing that mainly impact our lives because we use social media every time and we are like advertising is everywhere now. So, okay, but let's go to the next one. Uh, we have voice assistants that Personally, I don't have it in my, in my house, but a lot of people do. And we have this Alexa and Google Home. And basically, Alexa and Google Home use artificial intelligence to understand your voice and then to produce uh, Alexa's voice, for instance. Because, well, you shouldn't think that uh, the person that is uh, behind Alexa pronounced all the words in all those languages. No, uh, the, there is an algorithm that was trained from the voice of a person, but this algorithm, the, the, it is an algorithm that modulates this voice to, to pronounce the word. It's not, uh, well, the person didn't say all, all the words like crazy too. In, in the, before, I, I, at least my family, we thought that how Waze is possible. Like I, I'm sure that the person behind Waze didn't pronounce this specific word, but at least now I know that it's basically an, an AI algorithm trained to modulate the voice of the person and this, this modulated voice can pronounce no matter which word with uh, the person's voice. And well, but after it, it's important to say that this part of understanding what you're saying and also producing the voice is made by AI, but the whole other things are not made by AI. So when you ask Alexa, for instance, to give you uh, the time weather, uh, she, she will understand what you said and then it's a hard coded to see the well after understanding what you what you want it's a hard coded to see the temperature and then it's artificial intelligence to give you the answer but the whole process inside alexa 
after she understands what you're saying and until she's saying the answer, it's done by hard code, not by AI. And let's go to the next one. Uh, we have the Google search engine that is basically a bunch of algorithms work to answer your question. And well, I will not talk about Google algorithms because they are they have many algorithms working just to answer your question. But a really cool one that they have now is that when you ask a question like, I have a fever, what should I do? They, they have a lot of uh, articles to give to you to read. But for the main article, they will also extract the most important part that will answer your question. So you don't really need to enter into the article if uh, your question is already solved before entering. So the goal for them is to answer your question as quick as possible, and they are doing it very well. Uh, another one is facial recognition. So for people that have uh, phones that use facial recognition, uh, it's AI algorithm because it can't be normal code. Why? Because imagine that you just put a mask of the person's picture and it would open the, well, it would, it would unblock the, the phone. No, it cannot at all happen. So what they do is that they create a 3D model of your face. Well, the algorithm do it. It creates a 3D model of your face to, to really see if it's you. And I'm not sure, but maybe they use a heat temperature. Well, I don't know, but I'm sure that they do create a 3D model of your face to unlock your phone using facial recognition. And there is a second application that at least I'm afraid of. I don't really like this one. There are police softwares. So softwares that will help the police to catch uh, maybe people that are committing crimes. And for me, the biggest problem is the bias of the data sets that we have, because mainly people that are in prison, unfortunately, they are black. So the algorithm will be biased by the data set that mainly have black people. So the, the, the software will work better for black people, which is not good. And we also have a big problem that is, well, given the problem of uh, unlocking your phone, it's really easy because it's your face, it creates a 3D model, the, the camera phone, the, the phone camera is really good. But when we are saying I'm talking about police softwares to detect criminals and to maybe send you to jail, uh, I really see a problem there because the cameras are not that good. The person is in movement during in the streets. There are a lot of noise that can really well be a problem for this algorithm to make a good prediction. And if this algorithm is there to put, it in, put you in jail, I don't like it. But if it's there to maybe help the police as a tool to identify the, those criminals, this is something that I like. But I, I think it's important to bring this here because this is something that we need to discuss because police are using this, like this is really used on China. Not, not in our countries because this is not uh, permitted, but this is something that we should discuss. Okay, the next one is medicine. And actually the less direct uh, implication of AI in our lives is medicine. So we have this disease detection. Uh, I did a project of detecting Papa Nicolau cancer test using AI algorithms. And basically I had 99% accuracy. So basically 100% uh, right predictions. And well, maybe we shouldn't replace docs. 
actually we shouldn't replace doctors, but we should the doctor should use this algorithm as a tool to help in their decision making process. This can be really useful. And there is another application that is not actually medicine, but are there smartwatches. Those smartwatches, they capture a lot of your data and they can prevent you a lot of problems like heart attack, heart disease and stroke. This can be detected using your data and this can be not actually detected. Of course, detected is you're, you're suffering a heart attack. The, the, the data can, it's really easy to show, but this, uh, this smartwatch, they, with the data that they capture, they can predict that you're gonna have a heart attack or predict that you're gonna have a stroke using like magical AI techniques. And this is why I really love this field because you have really amazing applications. And in this case, it, well, in the case of medicine, can save people's life and it's saving people's life. Also, old people that fall to the ground, these uh, gadgets can, can understand it and call maybe uh, a hospital or, or something to, to save this person. And this is happening. It's a really amazing application of AI that we have nowadays. Now to, to go to the second part of this episode, let's talk about the indirect implications of AI in our lives. So the first one that I brought here, and, and guys, of course, there are much more applications than the ones that I'm saying here. What I'm trying to say, the, the ones that I, are more interesting, at least for me, to, to, to talk to you. So the first one now is industry. And we have the automation of a production line. And well, the automation of the production line is being done since the second industrial revolution. And it's, it didn't use AI. So why I'm saying that the automation of the line of production is using AI now? Imagine that you have the problem of detecting if a fruit is good or bad for consumption in the line of production. You cannot do it without, uh, an, well, or a person or a camera with images and an algorithm to detect if the, the fruit is good or not. So you need an, a computer vision algorithm and artificial intelligence algorithm to make this choice for you, well, to, to say to you if the fruit is good or bad, and then the line of production based it on the detection or on the answer of the algorithm will throw it away or not before you needed a person to do it for you but it's a really terrible and annoying task to do so having algorithm doing these tasks are, are really good and there is also two applications that i really like about industry that is preventive maintenance and also failure prediction because this can really save a lot of costs for industries well how do how does it work you have a lot of sensors in our industry. This is basically IoT, Internet of Things. Everything is connected and have sensors to, to connect and also to collect data. And as you have all this data and everything is connected, you know uh, when it's failing and you can understand the patterns of the failures to predict it before it fails. So you can stop this part of the line of production. You can do this predictive maintenance and you can predict that, well, with the failure prediction and the predictive maintenance, you can save a lot of costs to when it actually fails because it's not gonna fail now. And when it actually fails, you have two costs. You have the costs of you can buy another one or you can do the maintenance after it failed, which is much more expensive. And you also have the problem of having your line of production stopped 
because you don't have this part working. So as the, doing the predictive maintenance, you can do a lot of things to prevent all these problems. Maybe you're gonna like take another machine to replace this one for the time that it's in the maintenance and you not need to stop your line of production. So there are a lot of good things that can, can come using these two applications of predictive maintenance and failure prediction. Now we also have agriculture that, well, I'm Brazilian and we are really strong in agriculture. So we are having a lot of startups for agriculture. We have as applications drone monitoring. For drone monitoring, we can have the drones that can be piloted by, by AI. And also the images that these drones collect, they can be analyzed using AI. And what can we do? We can do like soil analysis to see where to plant everything in the soil or just to analyze if, if the soil is good for, for planting now or not, well, wherever you want, so, but you can do this. You also have this application of uh, autonomous harvesters. So there are those autonomous vehicles that works 25 for seven to hover, well, what you, you have to. And this can be used by like communities, communities of agricultures that like uh, they will use, each one will use one day so they will buy all together. They will share the costs, of course, and each one gonna use one day as it works 24 by seven. The only problem here, like it's a good, big problem that people gonna lose their jobs, but at least the, it's gonna be much more productive in their farms and what they are doing. And the last application here of agriculture is weather prediction. Well, for, for agriculture, it's really important to know when it's raining and how much is it raining. So weather prediction use AI and can really help and is helping a lot agriculture. Well, I, I brought this last application, indirect application here of AI that maybe doesn't impact your life, but I think it's really cool. There, is, there are games. So you have a chess, Dora 2 and AlphaGo that have these really powerful uh, AI algorithms that are able to beat the best teams in the world and beat all the times. So for chess, there is a game that I really like and, and I do play. We have uh, like Stockfish and AlphaZero from Google that uh, are the most powerful algorithms. And the best players in the world, like Magnus Carlsen, that is the, the world champion, he's not at all able to beat uh, AlphaZero, not at all. So they use these guys, they use these algorithms to train because these algorithms, given a scenario in a match, they can see all the possibilities and the best plays in the long term, in a short term, where, whatever you want, they, they will win the game or at least they, you're gonna get a draw in the best case scenario. But well, it's really amazing how the algorithms are evolving and we have the best players in the world that are not able at all to beat uh, those algorithms. But probably it doesn't impact your life, but it's something that impacts mine because I like playing those games. And well, it, it, for me, it's amazing, the, all these applications of AI. So that's what I had to talk to you guys. Maybe I'm gonna do a next episode, maybe next week or, or another week about future applications of, of AI. The applications that are coming in the near future and gonna really impact our lives. Like autonomous vehicles. Yeah, I, we do have autonomous vehicles, but they are not everywhere. In some years, they are gonna be everywhere and maybe everybody gonna have one. And well, in this moment, it's gonna uh, really change our lives. 
So this is a future application for me. We also have the metaverse, we have deep fake, we have maybe autonomous telemarketing. Instead of having a person calling you to sell a product, you're gonna have an AI that talks like a person and it's really able to have a conversation with you, but it's not a person and you will not be able to distinguish if it's a person or not. Maybe it's gonna take some time, like five to 10 years, but I'm sure that it's something that we will have in the future. And it's really nice to talk about this futurology to say maybe what you're gonna have and how our life gonna be with these new AI tools that uh, well, are coming. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, we are podcast.lifewithai and on LinkedIn, it's just lifewithai. Uh, if you can give me five stars in the podcast platform that you listen to me, it's really good. And if you guys wanna reach me to give a feedback or just talk to me or whatever you want, I really like when you guys send me messages. I really like to answer and to interact with you guys. And well, hope you enjoyed. Until next Thursday, goodbye.